Hello, beautiful souls, beautiful humans. Welcome to this very interesting Wednesday already. I've been dealing with some very interesting energies this morning. And what I would say is we're coming towards a, a new moon in Scorpio and having just been through the new moon in Libra, there's a lot coming up to create the energy of trust, right? And to allow the shadows of, if you like, the masculine and the feminine wounds. And actually, you know, one of my colleagues talked about the, the witch wound, if you like, which is the sort of um, trust that has been eroded between um People like facilitators, way showers, uh, those who are coming to support ascension and our own harmony. And this is really an important start to this conversation because I'm joined with the lovely Lara today, Lara Fairy Love, and we are intending to communicate very specifically about what it takes to align with conceiving, growing, birthing, and nurturing starseed consciousness in the beautiful beings that are incarnating on this earth at this point in time and just before I introduce my beautiful star sister who has been guested on these shows um, many times already actually I think we've had you on three or four times today we're kind of sharing this space as both being facilitators of supporting conception pregnancy birth um, the postnatal period and working with toddlers and children that you know have this soul light intact perhaps are considered to be sensitive souls. Um, you may have encountered them as high needs, like sometimes they're called needy babies. We're in an era now, thank goodness, where we are exploring and celebrating neurodiversity rather than talking more to the idea that this is a, a mental, mental health problems or issues and actually seeing the diversity and the beauty of the gifts that are coming through with really um, diverse <laughs> Um, beings that are bringing forward the codes of the new earth. So this is part of the reason that this conversation is so important. One, many people don't recognize they are starseeds themselves or that they maybe aren't starseeds, but they're bringing starseeds to the earth. And many things that might be deemed as a problem, <laughs> right? When we look at our own behavior or our children's behavior or how we should be in this world, we can then see that actually what we might perceive as a hindrance is actually a gift to be explored, to be expanded on, to be nurtured. And in the new world that we are co-creating, the, the whole structure of it is being built by these highly evolved souls that I call starseeds, that I resonate as being, as uh, does uh, Lara. And this is not a hierarchical thing, right? This is not, oh, I'm better than you type energy. It's what we have access to in terms of concepts, constructs, ideas um, about how we can actually live differently, live in harmony, live in a way where um, we are able to celebrate our individuality and also our unity at the same time and live in a world that we all want to live in, where instead of looking around at 100 things that we think need fixing, we're able to celebrate the, the change that's going on for humanity presently. And those of us who are here to bring these new frequencies in very much must have our focus on what we're creating, right? On, on the new world that we want to, we want, we are building, not even we want to build, we're building. And uh, there are others who are here to deconstruct the old world, 
Okay, and that's what they're doing. They're doing a perfect job of that by bringing to light so much injustice, so much that's been taught to us that isn't actually the way things were. And those of us who are starseeds probably have a bit of that indigo energy in us as well. And we've kind of worked through um, our own, if you like, pushing against the systems as they exist in order to create more space for change. But take our current mission, when we take our current um, instructions, it is to keep the focus in the new paradigm and to build that new paradigm and keep the energy in that new paradigm. So, Lara, what would you like to start with today, having just shared that little bit of information? <laughs> bit of a laugh, I think. <laughs> bit of a giggle. <laughs> Go on, giggly one. Yeah, I can't help it. You know, you just kind of keep it simple is what I always think. And what you say about the indigo children, really important. Yeah, because there's a lot of good work being done in the uncovering what has already been to be able to make sense of rage and wrath and all those things. And that is an awesome balance to the, and now let's create. Yeah, because the thing that stands in the way of, and now let's create, is all of the stuff mm. from over there. Yeah, so, yeah, keep it simple. And, you know, that's where I'm at, yeah. Simple noises, simple songs, as few words as possible that help you feel the energy of isness in you instead of thinking all the time. Beautiful. Well, that's the starting point, I think. Let's actually demystify. So we are right at this point communicating from the basis of what it actually takes to conceive, grow and nurture star seeds, bearing in mind that that might be our own inner child as well that we are actually speaking with and to. And in my multidimensional world, there's an inner teen, an inner child, an inner infant, an inner mother, an inner father, an inner feminine, an inner masculine an inner other <laughs> there's all these different layers of our inner family and as Laura's saying we can really get a bit too complicated with everything and in, in our heads and for us to really access soul consciousness which is what star seeds are inviting us to do it's to marry our humanness with our eternalness if you like and that eternalness is the consciousness that is energy that changes form but is never destroyed. So this skin suit, when it's done, the me that is inside of it as a consciousness continues to exist. And it's where do I go next? What do I feel called to explore next? And that's a key element, I think, that has been expanded on regarding awareness around star seeds is this idea that we have a strong connection to other civilizations within our um, solar system, our galaxy, our universe. And therefore, we're bringing through information from civilizations, extraterrestrials, if you like, that have already grown through the stage of evolution that Earth is at, humanity is at. And we come in service. We don't have to be here. We don't, we're not forced. It's not a karmic thing. This is the difference between many souls that are recycling, coming back to the Earth to move through karma. And when a star seed comes in, they are self-electing to come into a lower density in order to support the clearing en masse and the bloodlines they've chosen to incarnate into in order to support ascension for the whole of the planet 
so that it's more graceful, easy, and aligned with the divine, right? So that's <laughs> that's the sort of exploration, a bit of that consciousness. And it's how do we nurture it? Because where I see star seeds get lost, and some call star seeds wanderers, for example. We, we're used to navigating, being in, in, you know, territories that are unfamiliar and exploring them with our heart consciousness, which is soul led. You know, the hardest thing for a star seed is when we incarnate into the bloodlines that we incarnate into. And then what was quite a pure energy gets muddied, if you like, with the stories of these bloodlines and the ancestors in these bloodlines. And very often we forget our mission or we, we get so damaged by the process of incarnating and not necessarily having the support we needed early enough that we can end up forgetting, completely forgetting who we are, why we're here. Right. And, you know, Lara is brilliant at the simple like we, we're going to talk about songs and, you know, repetition and the simplicity of words to help shift that memory that is covering the eternal memory, which is the soul memory, and to bring it back to that essence and connect to it. And I love how you do that, Lara. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. So the, there was somewhere I was going with this. That was it. In order for us to really access everything I'm talking about, we have to make the journey from the thinking brain into the physical body creating safety in this body because we may have never felt safe in this body right if we didn't get the nurturing that we needed if we grew in a root in a womb that was constantly anxious or fearful or stressed we may never have really felt comfortable in this skin so creating that comfort is really important so we can start to communicate with the heart and then receive more of our soul light what do you want to say to that sweetie i want to say what if trans was short for transcendence? Love it. Yeah. Love it. yeah you know, transcendence of thought. What you were talking about. What if all them kids who the government has told the parents that they're trans? Oh, my God. You've got to call your person with a willy a girl now. Oh, my God. What if that person literally was there capable of transcendent thought? What if they're in their body already, knowing that emotion and perception and thought are not who they are? Yeah? I mean, to be fair, my mum and dad really couldn't cope with my perception of the world. Yeah? And my grandparents, even less though. But, mm. you know, all of the codes and all the genetic stuff, we know that that's what's going to happen. But mm. the children are still getting born with all the codes and with all the knowledge that they're not this body that they're in, but they're this other thing. And then we get taught these alphabets and we get taught these ideas. And like I say, it all gets a little bit confused. So our game is to be compassionate. Yeah. With unconditional love for these little beings, but with strong boundaries around ourselves so they can see that I'm a self over here and they're a self over there and we can communicate and we can both be, and no one has to be right or wrong. Yeah, and if there is feelings of unpeacefulness, we can assist each other to come to peace, to widen the middle bit, do you know what I mean? From underwhelm and overwhelmed, this beautiful widening of the whelming in the middle. That's why I sing the songs, that's why. It, it, it unifies everyone. When you bring people into a song, it unifies everyone. And I think that the 
this is what you're referring to, as I see it, is reframing. All the problems that we see in the world today just need reframing. And, um, you know, speaking to what you just actually said in terms of, you know, I've heard this about ADHD. I've heard attention dialed into a higher dimension, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm undiagnosed ADHD, but according to my daughter, I'm very much, you know, a highly functioning ADHD person. She is she is uh, diagnosed with ADHD and anxiety and a few other bits and bobs, because we are in this era where we kind of want to know what is this and what is this and what is this? So we can kind of do something with it. And that's the idea that we don't feel like we can conform to the world as it is today, you know. At this stage, we're giving labels to that. But is it just that we're coming in and going, this doesn't make sense. I can't operate in my truth within this system because this system isn't helping me to thrive. Right. Yeah. And we unconsciously pass things on and take things on. And no, I, I have a hard time believing that any parent wishes their child negativity and hurt and pain i have a hard time believing that any parent anywhere consciously is trying to do that to their child yeah even if what they're doing is slapping their child and burning it with cigarettes a bit of me thinks that that person doing that don't really understand what they're doing yeah that's where i come from i come from compassion yeah i met some hang on bang on bang on and you can't yeah you don't this is the thing is because sometimes it's very difficult to have conversations about things that trigger people emotionally as you and I know and um this sense of justice from a 3d perspective 4d perspective 5d perspective is slightly different and that's a whole other world that we can explore but hurt people hurt others right happy people don't hurt others it's that simple so if there is you know any form of abuse passing on it is it has come it is unconscious behavior being played out because it has been done and it is being done too, right? So let's come back to what we're really talking about because there's so much around this subject. And from a sort of perspective of the starseed consciousness, we are not here to judge. We're not here to move, to keep things um, separate. We're here to basically align with the highest good, to look at what the highest potential is when you're talking about coming back to peace. That's what we mean is if we have the intention of resolution of evolution of um, moving beyond the conflict, then that's what we will start to create. But if we only ever focus on the problem, which comes back to children, comes back to their behavior, right? We're not seeing what's really coming out. So we've done a little transition over there let's come back to preconception conception pregnancy birth immediate postpartum and then as we move through nurturing first seven years of life we know that there are gateways if you like that you can interject for want of a better reason this is both in mine and um, Lara's kind of experience in working with pregnancy and birth and babies is that in an ideal world, we'd all set the scene for a wonderful, you know, perfect co-creation conception. But that doesn't happen very often. Right. So that's the first place that we can kind of go and say, oh, it's easy to judge ourselves for not having the perfect conception is one one bit there. Right. Then you've got early pregnancy when the most 
important things are happening, if you like, in terms of laying the foundations of the baby's body and nervous system and heart and brain and how they're going to function, digestive tract. Then you kind of come into an established element of pregnancy and then you're getting ready for the birth, right? So we, we work with trimesters and we know that the birth, like many people are aware of it now, that birth trauma can impact us and how we actually um, grow and our personalities and how safe we feel in this world. And not just the birth, but what happens immediately afterwards. So there's that first hour after birth, then there's the first day, three days, first month. And then you kind of go from newborn to baby that's in the world around four months to that every time you have a developmental leap, you have these opportunities to reinforce either the original conditioning or to actually shift it around. So over to you. So one of the reasons to sing songs, one of the reasons to sing songs is because the sounds are timeless once you move the words out of the way the sounds are timeless and those sounds go through at a frequency that reminds the soul of who it is and it may well even remind the big person of what their soul is and for a moment in the singing and the feeling the baby in the womb and the person with the womb will be one and remember their oneness and being beingness instead of thinkingness and defining with thinkingness and defining with the wounds that have happened to the person that they remember when they think. Yeah. Yeah. So to summarize, <laughs> there's so much energy coming in, folks, like to have a conversation like this, I feel is quite brave because there's a lot of new concepts that are being integrated. And we're starting with the idea that everyone wants to do best by their children. I think that's what we're already saying, right, is that we want to know what can be done at each stage of the creation, the co-creation of a soul incarnating into a human body to support that little body and soul to be wired to thrive rather than survive, right? And this is important for us to understand because we're either going to be born oxytocin dominant, which is parasympathetic nervous system dominant, or sympathetic nervous system dominant, which is when we're wired to be adrenaline fueled rather than the love hormone oxytocin fueled. When we come to singing, that's when you get to reset your nervous system, every time you sing, the diaphragm relaxes, the sounds vibrate in your body. So they're actually like a sonic massage for the womb, to yeah. the energy of the womb. Yeah. And also the if the baby's in there, it's a way of doing like a quick energy clearing, if you like. Like, you know, if you sound a crystal bowl, right? And isn't a mum's voice the most favourite voice in the world to a baby? Yes. So they're about three and they go, Mommy, stop. <laughs> and the drum, which is the mother's heart. Yeah. Yeah, that noise. And it goes through all time and space. And alongside it goes the noise of the baby's placenta, which is a whoosh, like the sea, which is why many people feel really calmed and amazing when they are by the sea. Bringing it back to simple, returning to the source of simpleness mm. as the source of beingness. That's what I've been working on with people. 
We're ready for your karma, Lara. <laughs> we haven't even sung, sung a song yet. So we're starting off with the idea that singing is something wonderful that you can start to bring into your life from before you even have a baby. And if you already have grown-up babies or grandchildren, that's fine. You can still sing to them and imagine they're in the womb, right? And also yeah. sing to their energy field. Um, and even if, you know, there's different, like obviously research going on all the time in terms of what the baby can actually hear and sense in the womb. But we know that these babies are way more sentient than we give them credit for. There's something like 12 senses of uh, a baby in the womb before they're even born right and yeah. even if they can't hear they can feel vibration right even if they can't see because their eyelids are fused until a bit later they can still see through the eyelids to a degree they can still see through the skin of the mother and the sunlight rippling through they can still feel the hand on on the belly that then transmits heat through the uterus through the amniotic fluid to the little one OK, so I think it's important to um, paint that picture, because first of all, in an ideal world, we'd be creating the conditions for a, a little one to embed. So you're tending to the nest that they're going to grow in. Right. Yeah. And some people, including Dr. Michelle O'Donnell, don't talk about something called womb toxicity, which is kind of the imprints that have been in our own sacred space we'll say the womb space that may have come about through being shamed you know about our bodies sexual shame maybe there's been some kind of abuse um maybe sexual abuse maybe we've picked up because we when we grow in the womb of anyone we pick up their baseline emotional state and we are born thinking well we won't be thinking at that point but we're born with the idea that those baseline emotional states, hormonal states are ours because we imprint with them. So discovering who we really are involves a level of deconditioning. When it comes to singing, singing has that opportunity to create a vibrational shift in the cells of that space or the human that's being born in order to actually allow there to be a cleansing of that space, of the, the womb space or womb toxicity. There's loads about the womb space we could say. What do you want to say about it? What do I want to say about it? I want to say it is possible for all beings who wish to be manifested on this earth plane, it is possible for all of them to manifest into a womb that wishes them to be there. And it is possible for those beings to grow in a womb that is fully confident that it is doing physiologically exactly what its body's supposed to do and it is possible for those babies to be born in positivity and energetic light filled with love that is a possibility in this time space right now there are many stories that are not that and all of those stories are stories that bring us to this point because everybody who does any story at all that is not that one i just said is doing the work that means that this story that I just said is more possible every single millisecond. Oh, I love that. Okay, let's um let's approach this conversation from a slightly different place because in my expertise, if you like, the training that I have done, you know, I've spent 22 years in the field of pregnancy, birth, 
um, and fertility and babies from the perspective of being a birth light teacher and a birth light tutor. So I was training yoga teachers, midwives, health professionals, obstetricians uh, and parents in these breath sound movement practices that were yoga based to help to nurture the joy and undo any kind of guilt, blame, shame conditioning that maybe has been imprinted already. So um, Lara comes again with her own expertise. I'm going to ask you to share a bit about what, what you've actually done over the years and how you've worked with women and their partners and the babies. Just before we go there, let's start with the idea that as a mum and as a dad, as a parent, you want to do right by your kids. You want to create the best conditions you can. But many of us are not aware of these earlier imprints, of these earlier points, right? And and how they can actually impact the growth, the development, the personality, the predisposition of the babies that are born. And as I said to you at the start of this conversation, the toughest thing for highly evolved souls called starseeds, which we can call gifted children, neurodiverse, um, we can call um what other names would you would you give them for now just so sensitive black stars. sheep black sheep are the black sheep. That used to get called rebels black sheep yeah. the ones that won't do as they're told basically the ones that potentially need holding all the time and don't do the sleep training they don't they you know they're not going to operate according to the normal textbooks of how babies should be right although that is conditioning in itself so what we want with this is to say at any stage of you waking up as a parent or as a child aware of yourself to the fact that maybe you've got some imprints that have been passed through you or you are living out that are not aligned with 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 what you want with what you would like for your child or for yourself that there is always something that can be done okay yeah. and it's the level at which when you're ready, those come into your life or the things you can actually do for yourself that are going to allow you to let go of the karma drama, for want of a better word, let go of the stories that keep you in a limited perception of what's possible and access more of your soul light, which comes from the journey from head to body to heart and then soul. Yeah. We're saying that singing is like... Right. A really beautiful cure-all. <laughs> and um, go on. And the words that you sing can be quite important. And I move towards more sounds quite a lot of the time because there are healing sounds that go through all languages, which are kind of that more multi-dimensional thing. So I still use some words in my songs, but I feel the frequency of the sounds aligned with the shortest words is the way to get the oneness in without triggering off too much I liked what you said was it karma drama yeah, yeah. I got that from yeah. someone else actually but it's great I like it it's cool yeah but that kind of thinkiness that 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 thinkiness that tells you you're not allowed or it's too stupid and it can't possibly work. All of those things. Yeah. Like, so the smaller and the simpler, I feel it's got more chance of just getting through, like through the eye of the needle type thing and then out into the big world again. Yeah. Cause 
people's consciousness is definitely opening up. That's what's been going on. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot to be processed. There's about 3,000 years worth of blah to be processed. You know what I mean? So so you can go, oh, here it is. I've got a little bit of it. But, you know, it's probably going to get surrounded by stuff quite quickly because it takes a, a force of will to process it. So having a heartbeat that keeps you going through and focusing on the simplest of simple things, for example, your breath, yeah, this is a focus and, and noticing when you do it, noticing how complicated your brain tries to make it or how many different ways it tries to tell you that that's stupid and why would you do that anyway and it's not going to work. And See how much resistance you have to actually singing the same song twice a day for a month. It's actually quite huge. Most people are like that. Oh, my God, what a whole month. You're like, yeah. But, you know, you'll watch that telly program about people dying and people chopping each other up every day religiously and be waiting for the next one. Yeah. 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 So that stuff, noticing what you notice when you do stuff that is of that baseline love and connection with your soul self, not just your brain self. Yeah. Noticing that stuff. That's what I, I want to put into there. And that I think this is. This is the key point is when you sing, you have to breathe out. So you are activating your nerve, your parasympathetic nervous system. This is the order of the day. When we look at what it actually takes to conceive, grow and nurture star seeds or any baby, actually any soul, any any human incarnate of whatever it is going to be to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So you are oxytocin rather than adrenaline dominant, right? That's the first thing. Now, there's the first challenge because the world around us is adrenaline dominant and adrenaline triggering at this current point in time. It's not going to be forever. Star seeds are here to help flip that <laughs> so that we are, by and large, I would like to say in our lifetimes, able to look around and say, wow, the world around us collectively is actually supporting us to thrive. But you kind of have to do a little bit of a microcosm, macrocosm thing here and see that the first world that a little seed that is conceived, that becomes the baby, the acorn that becomes the tree, starts in the environment of the womb space, right? So that first environment is really important. It is actually, and Melanie Gillespie talks about this, the first provider energy is actually the feminine. It's the mother, right? So we often associate provider energy with the masculine, certainly in the, the, the world out here, the adrenaline-fueled one, which I call the 3D world. It's dog-eat-dog. Dog. Darwin theory is reigning supreme, right? And not that that's entirely accurate, but we're still going by it. And it's me first you second we're we're all like fighting for survival here which is then what gets replicated so the singing allows you to breathe out more fully to breathe in more deeply to tune into as you said sounds lara and words that impact the opening of our beingness or the shutting down because that's important and this leads to sound because you've got breath and sound and typically, I don't know if you've noticed this, but mums sway, <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> mums sway. And even before we even think about having a baby, typically speaking, there's that kind of swaying that can start to come in because it's that movement that repatterns memory. 
And if we were looking at a utopian world, which we're just opening to this possibility as inspiration, wouldn't it be amazing if parents-to-be prepared for a whole year before they gave birth, or before they conceived, sorry, to actually feel nurtured, settled, grounded, resourced enough to actually relax into being a mum and dad or a mum and mum or dad and mum, however it actually works. Lara? I know places where this is actually happening. It's been happening for at least 20 years around the globe. And I can report that there are some amazing families that have done all of this particular work and they've now got children who are about what, about four, five, six, seven, who have lived in those. And yeah. And even though in the world possibly of English Facebook, it doesn't seem so prevalent, actually globally, what is happening in little pockets of community around the world is really beautiful. It, you know, a lot of children of my generation, we got conceived by mistake. Yeah, like even if our parents were worried, they were incredibly surprised when they were pregnant. And quite a lot of my generation, we conceived by mistake because we were just off our faces because that's what you did to be able to communicate, right? So that that story, we've worked through that story. We've worked through, you know, boundaries and, oh, actually, it'd be nice to be able to give consent and all those things. And our children have taught us more. But as it stands, the deciding to create an environment where you want your child to come into is becoming more of the norm and the boundary list just off your face um, conception is becoming something that's changing now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, changing out. And we are pushing that through because no one wants to be not wanted. No mm -hmm. one wants to be born into somewhere where the person didn't even know they were allowed to say whether they wanted a seed in there or not. No one really wants to have to work through that stuff. But some of our amazing children, mine included, yeah, have like done some awesome work on that, yeah. And I myself did some awesome work in my mum's womb too, yeah, because she was terrified because she'd had babies before and they died. So by the fourth one, she was terrified, yeah. So I was born into a womb that was full of fear, but yeah. that was her norm. That's just how she was normally, yeah. So she didn't know. Yeah, and when we did some work with each other, I went and practiced with my mum at one point. I went, yeah, mum, I'll do some of this and some of that. And when we finished, she was like, where did you learn all that? I think, And I was like that. I think mostly I learned it from you, but I just put the finer points in and I'll come back to help you move the fear and help to move the fear. And it was a beautiful thing. And me and my sister and her, we had some very interesting times after that. But, you know, that fear, most women over the last 200 years their wombs have been filled with fear because if you didn't fit it with a boy or a live child, you're basically a failure. I and if you was royal or something like that, you'd get replaced. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you for speaking to that because this is what we mean by intergenerational trauma. This is what I'm I mean by bloodline stories, right? Yeah. This is the stuff that can end up getting in the way of us remembering. And like, there's a couple of things I really want to speak to there before we move on. One. If we look back 3,000 years, 200 years, whatever we want to look back, exactly what Lara just said. What was the, the cultural norm of the time? Were people having lots of babies because they wouldn't all survive, therefore staying detached in the womb? Because, you know, this baby might make it, might not make it. Were they having babies against their will? 
Were they having babies out of duty rather than desire? How much fear had been put into them in terms of actually how safe it was to have babies? You know, because we've all got here, not because of the wonders of modern medicine, not to this point, but because we knew how to birth. And despite the fact that there was an era when a lot of babies died because of germ lack of awareness, right? Because that's an era that we've been through. That was only a small period of time. So yes, we have come from a time when more babies were born to each womb because they wouldn't all survive. Now we're moving more into, right, each one has got to live, it's got to be well, you know, we've got to like um, help it to, to, to go to the next stage. And they don't necessarily, it's not necessarily in the best interest of that uh, physical body that's growing to go to term. And that's another element that's important for us to address. But for now, we're talking about What is the story? What are the stories that are running through the two bloodlines that actually have made you because or your child? Because the maternal environment is obviously the mother and her nervous system and her view of the world. But the placenta is entirely made of the male DNA, the father's DNA, the sperm DNA. So there is an alien in the woman's womb anyway, right, which is the masculine And that is actually part of the nurturing that the baby is receiving. It's the filter, right? So there's, I'm saying this to highlight how important it is for us to recognize the influences are coming from both bloodlines. And when you hear you were an accident, when you hear you were a surprise, you know, when you hear you weren't wanted, how does that impact you? Very important, right? Also, you heard Lara speak to the fact that there's no blaming her mum here for actually having grown in a womb of fear, right? I grew in a womb of extreme anxiety. You know, that was coming through my my parental bloodlines. But, you know, it's not anyone's fault. It's just what do we do with what we grew within in an original sort of provider energy? And what can we do as mothers, as grandmothers, as fathers, as grandfathers, as however we identify, Once we are aware of the fact that perhaps the conditions of our children's entry into the world or grandchildren's, et cetera, weren't the ideal utopian idea, because the majority of the world didn't have that utopian start. Not at this point. Right. Um, There was something else I was going to speak to there, but it has totally left my consciousness for now. This is about recognizing what would be ideal and then how you can start to bring those energy in those energies in at whatever point right yeah never too late to have a happy childhood (laughs) exactly exactly and actually I didn't identify I I was bored as a child I didn't really know how to play you know I used to blame my mother because she never really played with me and my dad was always too busy but like learning to play learning to have joy you know all of that that we do in our now moment is actually then what's going to support clearing in the ancestry and in the forward lineage and according to it's not just Bruce Lipton but lots of other um, amazing amazing birth people and scientists and medical professionals looking at this idea of how we are conditioned from pre-preconception through to first seven years of life there is this idea because of how the brain waves change by the time we actually reach seven that we're kind of set like our we know about neuroplasticity and we know that the brain continues to develop to at least the age of 25. And actually there's a lot to be said for the fact that we're always developing. The brain needs to keep 
growing and being stimulated in order for it not to de degenerate, right? And we know elements of what degenerates it. I'm just going to say, never mind the toxins, stinky thinking is by far the worst thing for your brain and your body, right? And that's just seeing the world through through the eyes of fear and blame and guilt and the toxicity we inherit, like that, that's the toughest thing for a physical body. And that's for us and our children. So how we perceive the world is very important, whether it's safe or not. And that's why what we said at the start of this conversation, those of us who are here, if you like, aware that one, our consciousness is different to the consciousness we grew up around. And two, that we have this sense that we're bringing in a being that is very aware of their soul light, then what's going to be very important for us is how we adjust our perception of the world. And we keep our focus on the signs of growth and ascension and evolution, if you like, and then use the tools we have to actually transmute the fears we have. Yeah. So we say thank you, don't we? We be in thanks every time anything flags up or shows up or funny thing comes out that's that's when we do our best to go wow thank you thank you for the knowledge that I grew up in a womb that was full of fear yeah now I have an opportunity to go wow sometimes I feel terrified in a millisecond I understand part of my regional conditioning it's all right then I cuddle the baby up and I sing her up and I give her a cuddle and I know she's there and fear has no problem for me because I have lived in fear. I have embodied fear. I have thought from fear. And now I have released that fear so I can give her a cuddle. I love it. Yeah? I like love that. So always in thanks. Always in thanks. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not one experience that that is better or gooder or righter than the other. They all just is. I love that. And that is taking the judgment out. So we're learning yeah. to be curious rather than judgmental. Yeah, that's it. Curious, explorers. Yeah. What I'm loving about this conversation at this point is we're, we're not actually talking about the things that mess everyone up per se. We're focusing more on solution orientated conversation because that is part of the drive of star peace, right? Yeah. Is for us to look at what can be done rather than what can't. And I remember earlier in my kind of perinatal career if you like I had this real sense you had to do this 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 otherwise you're going to mess your kid up for life right yeah and that's not true no right? this is the message I most want to get across is when you bring consciousness to something that you didn't know before and you accept that now you know things differently you might have made different choices in your consciousness and your imagination you can go back in time and make that choice Yay. right that changes that changes the present energy and it changes the future. And I really want to inspire hope in everybody and that inspiration to say it's never too late to do the work. My daughter's 21 now. OK, there was a time in our lives for years where I was her least favorite person and blamed for absolutely everything in her life that, you know, wasn't happy. And there were definitely things I contributed to in ways that I wish I knew then what I know now, but I didn't. Right. And I've done the work, I've done the work, I've done the work to forgive myself, to reframe the situation, to do what is possible with the tools I have. And it wasn't that long ago that she actually said to me a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, I think you did an amazing job with me. I don't know how you did it. Like, <laughs> I almost like I did not expect to hear that yet. How our energy between us has changed. 
it's all it's just it brings tears to my eyes and we're talking about an adult right so as her relationship with me heals and she has a different expectation of me she has also a different imprint in herself of what she's worthy of, what she um, can have, of how she can show up in this world, of how she perceives the world, right? So we can't control other people's journey and we can't force things to be different for them, but by actually taking responsibility for our own. And I really do believe that we can have a conscious everything. You can have conscious um, IVF, you can have conscious medicalized birth, you can have conscious cesarean, conscious epidural, conscious, conscious separation from the infant if there's a need for ICU unit, whatever. Like I, I don't want anyone to come away from this conversation and go, oh, well, this happened, so we're fucked, right? Because that's well, not true. No, it's right. not true. No. All, all of it, all of it's working exactly the way. Yeah. yeah. But it's how do we take what we've learned, right? And then go, all right, now, how can we support a shift in the collective consciousness of humanity and even in our own families and our own perception of self so that actually what happens from now on is, is a different story and it's how we approach it. What is that? How do, how do we connect with our unconditional consciousness so we can be creative intelligence? Is that what you said? That's exactly what I said there, Lara. Well done. Say that again for everyone. <laughs> how, how can we get to a place where we recognize our unconditional consciousness so we can become creative intelligence? Which we already are. Which we already are. How, can we, how can we get rid of the stuff which stops us noticing? Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's just let's just go quickly through this timeline because. We're already saying to everybody that the key is being parasympathetic nervous system dominant. If we want to raise a generation that are peacemakers, that are here to thrive, that are here to seed the new earth, right? And to develop it with the new concepts that we've already picked up through our incarnations in other civilizations and out of the human experience, let's say. We've said breath sound movement. We've said that really helps to bring the parasympathetic nervous system to be dominant. And it's the repetition of things like singing twice a day. You know, it's the practice of coming back to your breath, of learning how to um, clear tension and stress from your body when you notice that you are in a stress response. It's about how you adjust your perception of what's going on in any moment. So you feel empowered rather than powerless. And, and about making all that normal. Making all of that normal, yeah. So we know that mums tend to have this sense, right? That there's so many facts I could bring in, but I'm just going to simplify it and say, we talked about the first year, like how amazing would it be if we actually took a year to really self-care, you know, work in our primary relationship with our beloved to create the space to bring in new life. That would be wonderful. That's a utopian standard, if you like. But the reality, not the reality, what we know physiologically is the egg that is released this month is programmed according to the conditions of 90 to 120 days ago. So three to four months, right? The conditions that we were in then. The sperm is 60 to 90 days sperm maturation. So if we don't have a year, let's just say four months, right? <laughs> four months from now, right? where you are really focusing on the conditions that would allow you to have a lovely, happy egg or really happy sperm ready to create. Anything you want to say to that? They're ready to be, to be infused. 
Or shall I go on? Yeah, because again, my answers are the same. If we're going to do it, it's the same stuff. The yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're saying that the, the tools are the same, but that's your your first point if you haven't yet had a baby is where are you, you know, in the sense of your journey of wanting to conceive, take the word trying out of it. If I could take out T, T, C as, you know, what people actually say in terms of trying to conceive, that will help because you don't need to try. You just need to align with it. Right. Yeah. That's, resonate. That's, yeah. Resonate. resonate align. Yeah. And I think in here, this is one of those points where if you were going to do fully conscious conception, one would definitely have a little look into one's subconscious and one's stories that one is, is running without noticing before one would ever say, oh, yeah, no, I've got a great place for like an eternal soul to manifest in. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like if you don't, if you've never even thought about any of that stuff and the baby's just popped in, that baby will probably train you in the bits where you're unconscious. Yeah. Yay. Thank you, Blue. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Angel Benjamin. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah. Those all my children, they have done that for me. At the same time, if we're going to move it forward, having a little bit of a look at our subconscious and where it comes up and noticing that stuff is like the key juju key juju for creating that beautiful garden where a baby and a seed and a egg would like to join together yeah and when we when you actually talk about that sorry say the words again um i had a brain fart what you were just <laughs> saying what you were just saying literally just a moment ago so if we if we're gonna be aware that's it subconscious subconscious it was subconscious yeah, if we're gonna be, bring a baby in we 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 could become aware of our subconscious story. And that way we could process that through before we open the gates to a baby coming in, yeah? So what, what a subconscious story, if you're new to this idea, will be, well, what is your expectation of having a baby? Are you expecting it to be difficult? Are you scared? Is there some, some particular bit of it you're scared of? You know, is it the pain of labour? Is it what happens when you're a mum? Will you be a good mum? Do you trust your partner to support you? Are you worried they might leave you because your mum got left by her dad, by your dad? It's all that stuff. This is the subconscious story. This is the stuff that comes up when you decide you want something consciously. The backstory is going to show up. So you want to know what that backstory is so you can go about clearing it, right? That's what we mean, right? The other thing that around that is that why do you want to have a baby i think it's a really powerful conversation to have good question because for many of us why did we want to have babies well i'll fess up i had on the one hand the soul of my daughter in my energy field from the age of eight and i also had this deep longing to be a mum because well my subconscious story was i had a lot of unmet needs and i wanted to be able to parent my child in a way that i wasn't parented as part of my healing and this can be true for so many of us right so it's just owning that yeah me too me too yeah i wanted babies and i went to do it my way yeah because there were even though they were great i love you when and trev Mwah, still great you know I didn't get all the things I needed as my little star seed consciousness. I got everything I needed to be like a normal human being living in the 70s in England of a working class family. I got all of that stuff, but that means nothing to a star seed consciousness, does it? Yeah, I just wanted to sing and dance and run around. And, and, that, and I think this is, this is such an important thing about recognizing star seed is you've 
you know you don't really feel like you belong in your family like you kind of grow up and you're like why do they think I'm weird why do they think I'm crazy why are they constantly trying to shut down what I want to open up and I know I did a video which is on YouTube about you know recognizing yourself as a starseed and some of the common issues we have as we're, we're growing in the world and realizing the world is very different to how we see ourselves and we see the world and, and how we go about that so you can check that out if you want to but for now I think allowing yourself to recognize the importance as is possible to prepare to be clear on your intentions whatever those intentions are bring them to light and as much as possible it's working with the inner work, if you like, to support you to meet your own needs. So reparenting yourself so that it's less about this baby is going to heal me. Right. And it's more about I am healing through having this baby and bringing calling this consciousness in. And I'm intending, you know, to support this soul to thrive because that's what I wanted rather than just to be there to meet my unmet needs because it's all about how you perceive things right um the other thing around that is that you know recognizing that life isn't perfect well it is perfect in the imperfect sense but you're going to have stresses you're going to have struggles you're going to have things that happen that mean you're not going to be zen the whole time that you're pregnant most of us never were right we would have had the death of someone or a health scare or maybe something about the baby or maybe a conflict with a partner there's all sorts of things that happen right so again it's how do you keep resetting your baseline to oxytocin to parasympathetic nervous system dominance rather than you know running away with a spiral of doom Go yeah on. breathing breathe remember to breathe remember your heartbeat come back to the place where there is no and we just have to train ourselves to do that until we do that as standards that's as far as i can see it is the baseline of everything and it needs doing again and again and again until we're doing it as a baseline without thinking about it. Yeah, it's your go-to. Yeah, until we can do it without a, oh, bloody hell, oh, I've got to do that thing. Oh, I'll never forget any of those. Until we're doing it, ah, oh, yeah, grieve. Yeah, until we go, oh, no, that feels like I'm about to throw up there when I walk into this room. It's like, right? Instead of, like me, instead of going straight in there and having it out with whatever's bad, you know, walk out of the room, breathe, get out of my head, ground, just breathe, just listen to my heart, get back into my peace. Yeah. If I feel like I would like to go into that room, now I'll go in that room. And whatever's going on will go on and I will stay in my peace. Yeah, until we can do that, with anything we've got to, we've got to remind ourselves to do it yeah everything a, else is just brain farting and words after that if we ain't in our peace it's like a, a what is in your conscious control is for you to notice when you're not where you want to be and to help get yourself there rather yeah. than spending your time endlessly beating yourself up because something's happened that's dropped you off your perch right that's that rea the reality is it's all happening in now in the sense that you know now is the po po moment of power and 
when it comes to actually preparing to give birth, I think it's very important to remember that the way our medical system is currently set up is to be problem focused the whole time and looking for problems, right? Which, you know, has a higher intention as in to create safety and address them. But because the focus is on the problem, we keep finding problems, right? We don't expect things to be you know, going well, and then notice if there's an anomaly, we are looking for problems. And that's, that's what gets found. The repercussion of that is there is this real sense of um, the system we have creating anxiety and fear. And therefore, very often as parents to be especially first time round, we end up being shoehorned down a path we don't really want to go down we're not kind of really shown how uh, we have different options and to be supported to find what's right for us in the conditions that are presented so you know trusting your inner authority is very important and many parents including myself and I'm sure you Laura have kind of had to fight the system if you like to be able to have what you want what, what that might be which needs to come from doing your own research and making informed decisions there is a lot of information out there but again let's just say that the birth conditions were not ideal you found yourself in a labor ward or you found yourself having a medicalized birth or you found yourself having to make a choice you didn't want to again it's the same tools that help you to heal and overcome that it's about your feelings about yourself it's about forgiveness it's about clearing the tension in the body right what do you want to say to that? Well, when you started talking about all the different birth stories, I give thanks that I have the birth story of Angel Benjamin because quite a lot of people that I have experienced have this vision of a perfect birth and then when something goes wrong, they end up in hospital being disempowered. Now, something going wrong, I've always seen as a judgment yeah because what happens is what's happening now in the now of what's happening that's where you are so I was in a now once where um I got told that the heartbeat of my baby had stopped beating yeah now that experience could have been really terrible yeah especially seeing as you know I bled out quite a lot of blood my own little heart stopped beating for a bit as well. But what that experience was, was a moment where me and the people who love me, we created a reality with the birth workers in the hospital. And we created a place where something which many people see as the most terrible thing that could possibly happen became one of the defining and joining and heart-opening moments of our family. And in that, I became empowered to know my own truth. And my child supports me in the communication of my truth. Now, maybe I'm just like one amazing person and the only person in the world who can do that. I don't believe that. I believe I'm a person like everybody else. So if we can make a positive birth story out of the death story, we can make positive birth stories and learning curves about any of the birth stories because they are all the stories we need to have so we can become who we are. Yeah, with no 
massive focus and wound in the past that is always pulling us back to the past and telling us it has to be like this. And with no fearful projection into the future, which tells us because we're shit like this, it's got to be like that in the future. All these experiences we have now bring us to the now. And in this now, we are powerful and we can create. Yeah, there you go. Wow, I think that is such a, a powerful place for us to actually bring this part of the conversation to a close because I think you've just hit the nail on the head there. You've taken what would be perceived from one dimensional perspective as the most terrible thing in the world. It doesn't mean it wasn't painful. It doesn't mean that you haven't had so much emotion to process and work with, right? But from a star... It easy. <laughs> but from a starseed perspective, because I remember us having a conversation about this years ago, from a starseed perspective, this situation came about to allow you to do some incredibly deep healing, right? Yeah. Um, of so many things beyond actually Angel Benjamin and the birth and the fact that you carried a baby to term and then the heartbeat stopped and this baby is not a live baby in arms, right? That's yeah. a huge thing in itself. But from a metaphysical perspective, there's so much more as well that you were processing, right? through this journey not just for you personally when I say just that, that that's the wrong word but you know it in the context of you and Angel Benjamin as a sole contract is one thing but then there's also your family as you said then there is everything else that is happening in terms of you clearing bloodline stories and moving this whole um moving this whole scenario which does happen right? It does happen. It's one in a thousand babies, right? It can be more than that, but typically it does happen in the stats. How can we actually support mothers, fathers, even the, the team that is supporting you to feel whole and supported through the experience rather than shutting down, pushing it away because it's just too painful to deal with. And that's when it's passed on to the next generation. That's the beauty of what star seeds are coming here to do is to help through these challenging conditions to create opportunities for evolution and ascension. Right. Yeah. So what I'm going to say, just because of the time, is that we're going to have a part two to this, if that's all right with you. And I feel like this time around, we've kind of just opened the cosmic door <laughs> and gone, what's here? So we've both been downloading. So we're going to actually offer a really structured session next time where we really go through, you know, what does it take to raise a, a peacemaker? What does it take to create the conditions and I to be able to meet ourselves at every stage of the journey when maybe the conditions are not in our perception ideal and course correct to allow um, the oxytocin dominance to prevail wherever possible, right? So we'll do that again. You up for that? Yeah. Should we, do, should we do the shortest song in the world ever to finish off then as a baseline? We will. Just before that, I want people to know that you actually do work with um, families that, you know, have been through a loss like you have, right? Who have been through a journey like you have. I call it a loss because, you know, ultimately, baby Benjamin, angel Benjamin is not in your arms. So on the one yeah, hand. No, his physical body is not here. No, no. So it's recognizing that we can get it from a cosmic perspective, but there is still the human perspective, which can be painful. Right. But it's meeting our pain, leaning into it, not avoiding it. That allows us to actually be what we, we didn't have when we were children growing up to be that version of ourselves. So yeah. 
do you want to say a little bit about the work that you actually do with people um, in terms of the support that you offer that people can pay you for, that people can get in touch with you for so that you can support them on their journey? Yeah, I do. I do one to one consultations. I can either do them online or I do them. The people come to where I live on my boat. I do um, after school clubs where I live, around, which is supporting parents to be in the garden with their children and sing songs and communicate with their children in the garden. I do those in little local libraries, also in village halls. You can also book me for birthday parties and things like that. I blow bubbles and basically with the medium of bubbles, singing and gardening, I assist people to communicate with their little people and their little people to communicate with the people. Mm. Yeah, if if someone's noticed that their little person in their head is giving them grief, they can consult with me and we do many different things, songs, stories, like tapping routines. I send people little personalised messages so they can like play them to their self, like a little tiny podcast things like that that's what I do my website is larafairylove.co.uk and if you want to connect with me you just look at some of the details there and connect with me however you want to I am open if you resonate with me give me a call that's how it works it's worked like that for 30 years (laughs) she she done mince about this girl I'll tell you um and um we will make sure we put the links for you up so that's there And the same for me, friends, is, you know, at the end of the day, I used to run a course called Conceive With Ease. I still have it. um, But ultimately, I've put everything into fearless, loved up and free to be me because I've seen when people do the rewiring, you know, they're putting their soul in control and aligning their consciousness and their subconscious with what they want on a higher level. It does this wonderful thing of clearing blocks, including conception blocks, including um, the fears that we have about bringing bringing baby's earth side right so if this is something that's resonating you know you've got subconscious stuff you'd really like to clear and you want to take a deep long journey then please check out the fearless loved up and free to be me course it's six months long I have a wonderful uh, support from my coaches to take people through this journey because we create the safe space which is like a womb container to allow you to rebirth yourself it's not rebirthing that's not what I do but it is about um, accessing and being led by your soul consciousness. So I see it's for star seeds, but I also see that so many people don't realize they're star seeds. So, you know, if you're feeling the resonance, you're an emotional empath, you're um, sensitive to the world as you know it, you know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you find yourself, you know, dealing with what you think might be a problem, but actually we want to turn it into a gift. Then these are all good prerequisites for you to check out Fearless, Loved Up and Free to Be Me. Over to you for that super quick song, Laura. Oh, yeah, the super quick song. Okay, it's really simple. You'll probably be able to do it once I've done it the first time. It goes like this. Taking a big deep, deep breath in. And you sing. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. And then you breathe out. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. That's it. You ready? You're going to do it now. Take a breath in. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. I lost Laura. (laughs) There she is. You froze like that. (laughs) I love it. Let's do it one more time. Okay, you ready? Breathe in. 
filling your pelvic bowl. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. And when I breathe out, I breathe out love. Thank you. Thank you, my star sister. For those yeah. of you who catch this, um, let us know in the comments what you would like to know more about, what has kind of, you know, awakened within you, because we've just done that big macrocosm journey and then we're going to bring it down to specifics and microcosm elements for each of the stage of the journey so that actually we see that the majority of souls incarnating in human bodies on this earth are supported to create a world where we thrive they're wired to thrive initially rather than wired to survive and then having to make the shift but you and i know that we have made the shift so even though we came in with a higher consciousness, we came into challenging conditions. That's true for our generation. We're creating new conditions for the next generation. So they don't have to go through that, you know, really challenging period necessarily in order to remember their gifts. But if that's the case, it's the case and it's all possible. We are examples of that. Right. So focus on what you want and what is possible rather than deciding to um allow yourself to lay down to a legacy that actually you don't really want to energize i think that's an important place to end all right thank you thank you thank you we will speak again next week beautiful ones i'm going to be offering the new moon co-creation through the star piece wednesday so i'm going to ask you please to make sure that you sign up for that we will transmit it live if you actually join the link ahead of time, uh, you get this opportunity to check in with me, ask me any questions, let me know where you're at so that I can then bring that into the co-creation and the energy update. All right. And then we'll arrange what comes after that. Loads of love. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now.